This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. This is America with Rich Valdez, powered by PolitiWeek.com. And Rich Valdez is with us, former Christie administration official. You worked for Chris Christie, you've been in politics, done a lot of public service stuff. Rich Valdez, columnist now with the Washington Times. This is America. Richie V, you're on the air with the nation. The nation. This is America with your host, Rich Valdez. What's up, America? I am Rich Valdez, your liberty-loving Latino amigo right here, 17 floors above Madison Square Garden in New York City. And Sally Yates, former attorney general or acting attorney general, Sally Yates is testifying right now, or at least earlier this morning, with respect to what happened during the Russiagate scandal. What I find really interesting is that while she's there and she's saying she's very eager to answer questions and all of these things to Senator Graham and the Judiciary Committee, she also admits straight up telling the truth that she would not have done it had she not gotten duped. Listen to this. You mentioned shock value that is shocking what the Russians did. I agree. We need to stop it. Did you read the Horowitz report, Ms. Yates? I did. Were you shocked by it? I certainly was shocked, yes. I think that the conduct that was reflected there. So let's talk about that conduct right quick. We're talking about using a document that came from a Russian subsource to get a warrant against an American citizen repeatedly that was full of garbage. Does that bother you? Well, I'm not sure. Does it bother you that the FISA court rebuked the Department of Justice and the FBI regarding the Carter Carter Page warrant application? Senator, I believe that the Department of Justice and the FBI have a duty of candor with the FISA court. Do you believe they fulfilled that duty? No, I do not believe that they did. I think that there were. As a matter of fact, you signed that warrant application in October and January. Is that correct? That's right. Knowing now. Knowing then what you know now, would you sign that application? Senator, I would never sign any document. So I take that to be no, because that document was a fraud. Is that a fair statement? If you knew then what you know now, you wouldn't have signed it? I wouldn't sign anything that I knew to contain errors or omissions. Did that contain errors and admissions? Yeah, and I would never knowingly sign a document. I I didn't do that in the 27 years. I believe you didn't know. I believe you didn't know that what you signed was wrong. The question is, if you had known, you wouldn't have signed it. Is that correct? No, if I had known that it contained incorrect information, I, I certainly wouldn't have signed it. Thank you. And do you agree with me it did contain incorrect information? I, I know that now based on the Horowitz report. That's all I'm trying to say. I'm not saying that you lied to the court. I'm saying you signed something that was a lie and you didn't know it. Well, duh, obviously. Who in their right mind would have signed this document, this uh, FISA warrant in the secret court to spy on a presidential campaign, presidential campaign staff and volunteers, and then ultimately the president himself, the president-elect Donald Trump, Donaldus Magnus, El Trumpito, Donald J. Trump, the 45th president of the United States. It's 
out of control. Now, I've told you this story before. I don't get into it a lot because this really isn't my shtick, right? I mean, some of the guys that are best at this are the guys that come out of the government. You know, guys like the great one, Mark Levin, who blew the doors open on this thing back in 2017, March of 2017, putting pieces together because he could smell a leak a mile away, knowing that the information they were getting had to be coming from government sources because he'd worked in the government and he knew what it was like to be at the highest levels of the United States Department of Justice during the Reagan administration. Guys like Dan Bongino, who was a Secret Service agent and has a lot of investigative experience. So the story's out there. But today, now we have those that were responsible coming clean. We've known for some time that it is a fact that there was bias in the investigation against Trump. We know that it is a fact that the evidence they used was faulty evidence, fake, phony, fraudulent evidence. The fake PP tape, the fake Russia story, the guy who happened to be born in Russia but worked at a United States think tank and was being paid by the Hillary Clinton campaign and the Democratic Party to do opposition research, which they considered intelligence. All of this stuff we know. Now, we also know that certain people were kept out of the loop. Certain people were duped in order to make this look worse than it really was. For example, Sally Yates just saying that she never would have signed this FISA warrant. She regrets it. She also admits that former FBI director James Comey, well, good old James Comey, he went rogue. Listen to this. This was a counterintelligence investigation of the Trump campaign's potential um, uh, relationship with the Russians. That makes no sense. On January the 4th, they recommend to drop Flynn. They mentioned the Logan Act, and you advised against prosecuting the Logan Act. Is that true? We never made an official decision about whether we were going to do it, but I think it was unlikely, certainly unlikely, that we would pursue a prosecution. And, that and, was not our primary yeah, concern. Yeah, it was not so, a Logan Act violation. It was a counterintelligence concern. Okay, here's what I want to understand. It's a counterintelligence investigation that led to the interview. You didn't authorize the interview. As a matter of fact, you wanted to go to the White House and tell them about the problem, didn't you? That's right. I did. I thought that that was the more immediate issue. And when you when, when you heard about the interview, you got upset, didn't you? I was upset that Director Comey didn't coordinate that with us and acted unilaterally. Yes, I was. Okay. Did Comey go rogue? Then you could use that term, yes. Now, for the last three years, people have been saying that this stuff sounds like a spy novel. And drip by drip, little by little... Breadcrumb after breadcrumb, more and more information is being revealed through hearings, through testimony, through the inspector general's reports. These are all good things. The problem is that the damage has been done. Back in the 80s, there was a KGB defector, Yuri Bezmenov, a journalist who told all about what he knew about the KGB. And we're going to get into that in the next segment. But one of the things he said that's relevant to what Yates is talking about was that you'll reach a point when you're using ideological subversion to get people to turn against their own country, which is what the KGB specializes in. You reach a certain point where you can present the truth to someone and they've been so, quote, brainwashed, end quote, that they won't believe their lying eyes. And by his assessment, back in the 80s, we were at that point back then. All I can say is this is a guy with wisdom beyond his years. 
This is exactly what we're seeing. The truth is literally there. Everybody who was on the Trump-Russia bandwagon should be listening to Attorney General Sally Yates, the acting Attorney General, in between Holder and Loretta Lynch. When Eric Holder stepped down as Attorney General, Sally Yates stepped in prior to Loretta Lynch's confirmation. This is a woman that knows the inner workings, all of the machinations. She knows what's up. She knows what's going on. And you just heard her say that she would not have signed the warrant and that Comey went rogue. And there's way more to what she said. Those are just two clips that I wanted to give you because this just happened a little while ago. And you're going to be hearing this tomorrow. So I wanted to isolate a couple of clips right now to get you started on this. But if I were you, I'd hit over to uh, C-SPAN and listen to the entire testimony because it's damning and the media will spin it that she's blasting Trump and blasting this and blasting that. But the reality is she can't blast anything because the truth is coming out. Y los Russo no tenían que ver. The Russians had nothing to do with this. These were KGB-minded Americans looking to subvert an American president, looking to subvert the 2016 election. They didn't give a damn about you or how you cast your ballot. They don't care about the Electoral College. They don't care about our Constitution. All they care about is winning. All they care about is amassing more power. Sound familiar? I bet it does. So keep it locked right there. When we get back on the other side of this break, I'm going to get into Yuri Bezmenov and a speech that he gave and an interview that he gave as well to uh, G. Edward Griffin. And we've talked about G. Edward Griffin's work on identifying communism in the past. But I think what he's going to share with you now is going to blow you away. So keep it locked right there. I'm Rich Valdez. You're listening to This is America. This is America. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. This is America. All right, America, welcome back. I am Rich Valdez with an S, Rich Valdez. And we are on social media at Rich Valdez with an S on all social media. So make sure you follow us on there and keep in touch with us. I'd love to hear your feedback on the podcast. Losing the fabric and the makeup of America is one of those things that I can't say that I like. But it's something we have to deal with. There are people that are enemies of our state from within our state. There are Americans that hate America. This doesn't happen by accident. There's an hour-long conversation between G. Edward Griffin and, and Yuri Besmenov in 1984. I can't play you the entire hour, but we've isolated a couple of clips, and he talks about four different points on how to use ideological subversion to cripple and take over a country. And this is what the Soviets used, and he's speaking as a, a journalist with a really keen understanding of the KGB. Now, if you don't remember or realize, Vladimir Putin is a former KGB officer, a lieutenant, a leader within the KGB. He made his bones as a spy. He made his bones destroying other countries using these tactics. And Bezmenov says that the four steps that you have to go through are demoralization, 
destabilization, crisis, and normalization. And his presentation of this, in my opinion, is really brilliant, especially when you think that was 1984. We're in 2020, and those words still ring just as true today. Listen to this. Ideological subversion is the process which is legitimate, overt, and open. You can see it with your own eyes. All you have to do, all American mass media has to do, is to unplug their bananas from their ears, open up their eyes, and they can see it. There is no mystery. There is nothing to do with espionage. I know that espionage intelligence gathering looks more romantic. It sells more deodorants through the advertising, probably. That's why your Hollywood producers are so crazy about James Bond type of of thrillers. But in reality, the main emphasis of the KGB is not in the area of intelligence at all. According to my uh, opinion and opinion of many defectors of my caliber, only about 15% of time, money, and manpower is spent on espionage as such. The other 85% is a slow process, which we call either ideological subversion or active measures, activne meropriatia in the language of, of the KGB, or psychological warfare. What it basically means is to change the perception of reality of every American to such an extent that despite of the abundance of information, no one is able to come to sensible conclusions in the interests of defending themselves, their families, their community, and their country. Like I mentioned earlier, truth no longer matters. Even if it's waved in your face, people won't believe it. They're just going to believe the propaganda, the big lie. This staged subversion that Soviet communists have used for years, we're seeing it at play right here in the United States right now. When you talk about demoralizing a country, we have young people And in many cases, their parents who are baby boomers or their grandchildren of baby boomers that hate America, they're happy to burn a flag. They're happy to stomp on a flag. This is no bueno, folks. But Bezmenov, he goes into other stuff. The next stage is destabilization. This time, subverter does not care about your ideas and the patterns of your consumption. Whether you eat junk food and get fat and flabby, it doesn't matter anymore. This time, and it takes only from two to five years to destabilize a nation, it's, what matters is essentials, economy, foreign relations, defense systems. And you can see it quite clearly that in some areas, in such sensitive areas as defense and economy, the influence of Marxist-Leninist ideas in the United States is absolutely fantastic. I could never believe it 14 years ago when I landed uh, in this part of the world that the process will go that fast. He goes into destabilization. How do you destabilize things? Well, we've we've seen this. Not only are people demoralized, but Americans have become destabilized. There's so much chaos going on. Politicians are purposefully, intentionally shutting down small businesses. I know guys that are in the barber game that couldn't cut hair in the name of coronavirus, which brings us to the next point, crisis. Listen to this. Uh, The next stage, of course, is crisis. It may take only up to six weeks to bring a country to the verge of crisis. You can see it in in Central America now. To get rid of society of these people, you you need another 20 or, or, or 15 years to educate a new generation of patriotically minded and, and, and uh, common, common sense people who would be acting in 
favor and in the interests of, of, the, uh, of the United States society. Wow. I hope you're taking this in because this is stuff that I'm seeing with my own eyes, but it's eerie to me that I can hear somebody talk about what I'm seeing right now happen in my country. And he said it back in 1984. The final nail in the coffin in his four-point plan for subversion is normalization, where we begin to think that this is the new normal. Does that sound familiar? Where all of the destabilization, all of the crises, all of the demoralization that we've gone through becomes normal. And they set the stage and the standards to continue to do this. Check this out. And after crisis, with a violent change of, of power, structure, and economy, you have so-called the period of normalization. It may last indefinitely. Normalization is a cynical expression borrowed from Soviet propaganda. When the Soviet tanks moved into Czechoslovakia in 68, Comrade Brezhnev said, now the situation in brotherly Czechoslovakia is normalized. This is what will happen in the United States if you allow all these schmucks to bring the country to crisis to promise people all kind of goodies and the paradise on earth, uh, to, to destabilize your uh, economy, to eliminate the principle of free market competition, and to put a big brother government in Washington, D.C., with uh, benevolent dictators like Walter Mondale, who will promise lots of things, never mind whether the promises are fulfillable or not. Most of the American politicians, media, and educational system trains another generation of people who think they are living at a peacetime. False. The United States is in a state of war, undeclared total war against the basic principles and the foundations of, of this system. Wow. It's difficult to believe that this stuff is real, but it is. And again, I urge you to check this out on C-SPAN, check it out on YouTube, both the hearing from this morning or yesterday morning, because you'll be hearing this on Thursday and I'm recording it right now on a Wednesday and the Yuri Bezmenov stuff. I mean, it just really makes you scratch your head and think, hmm, why, to what end do we want to destroy the best nation on God's green earth? Why do we want to do this? Well, if you look at Russia, the oligarchs were the ones that always won. If you look at Venezuela, the dictator's the one that wins. If you look at Cuba, these are the guys that retain the money. They develop their own bourgeoisie ruling class. That's a very small selective group. And you get asked out. You get left out of the cash cow. It's the exact opposite of capitalism, which is a meal ticket for anybody who wants one. Let that stuff sink in and keep it locked right here because when we come back, I want to talk about the impact that this is going to have on you. I'm Rich Valdez. This is America. This is America. This is America. Bienvenido America, welcome back. I am Rich Valdez at Rich Valdez on Parlor, at Rich Valdez on Twitter, at Rich Valdez on Instagram. Let me know what you think about the show because it's you guys that make the show, you the listeners. I couldn't be more appreciative. I get such great feedback from you guys. I also get great reviews and I, I'm floored. I'm honored. I really appreciate it. It goes beyond, hey, I like the show. You really leave some really substantive comments about the impact of the work that we're doing, and it really does uh, fuel me to do it again. So thank you for leaving those five-star ratings, the sharing, retweeting, all of that. Every time you guys get me three, four, five new listeners, 
we can see it in the numbers. So much appreciated. Now, you just heard from Yuri Bezmenov, a KGB defector. And I wanted to put a pin in that, but there's one last piece of audio that I want you to hear because I think it really talks about how this affects you. Ultimately, this is about you. America is about we the people. That means you. Bezmerov talks about how Americans have become soft and complacent, and it's going to take a whole generation to get us back to being patriotic through this process of subversion that we've seen happen in our media, in our newsrooms, in our newspapers, in our college campuses, public school classrooms. We literally have two, maybe three generations of people that embrace Marxist philosophy and others that are radicals that not only embrace it, but are doing everything they can to implement it because they're in positions of power. And we're talking about people as young as 29 or 30-year-old AOC all-out crazy and her almost 80-year-old communist grandpa Bernie Sanders. But listen to this final cut from Yuri Bezmenov. It's a great brainwashing process which goes very slow and it's divided in, in four basic stages. Uh, the first one being demoralization. It takes from 15 to 20 years to demoralize a nation. Why that many years? Because this is the minimum number of years which requires to uh, educate one generation of students in the country of, of, of your enemy, exposed to the ideology of the enemy. In other words, Marxism-Leninism ideology is being pumped into the soft heads of, of, of at least three generations of American students without being challenged or counterbalanced by the basic values of Americanism, American patriotism. The result, the result you can see, most of the people who graduated in the 60s, dropouts or half-baked intellectuals, are now occupying the positions of power in the government, civil service, business, mass media, educational system. You are stuck with them. You cannot get rid of them. They are contaminated. They are programmed to think and react to certain stimuli in a certain pattern. You cannot change their mind, even if you... If you expose them to authentic information, even if you prove that white is white and black is, uh, is black, you still cannot change the basic perception and the logic of behavior. In other words, these people, uh, uh, the process of demoralization is complete and irreversible. To get rid of society of these people, you, have, you need another 20 or, or, or 15 years to educate a new generation of patriotically minded and, and, and uh, common, common sense people who would be acting in favor and in the interests of, of, the, uh, of the United States society. I mean, does this guy nail it or what? Is he getting it or what? I listen to this and it blows me away. Mr. Producer hears me rolling this audio and he's like, what's going on over there? That stuff is boring. If you're bored, I'm sorry. We'll do a better job next time. But this stuff, I eat this stuff up. I eat it up because literally you have a guy explaining to you step by step how they did it in the Soviet Union, how they tried to do it in Poland, how they've done it all over the world in so many different places. And we're watching it unravel right here in the United States, right before our very own eyes. Maybe if it was just me and I was by myself, I wouldn't care. As you know, both of my parents have gone to be with the Lord. And may they rest in peace. But I have little people that are big now. 
a soon-to-be 15-year-old, a 19-year-old. Americans that have to inherit this same country that we inhabit today will thank us, hopefully, if we leave them an America that's better than how we found it, or at least just as good as how we found it. But right now it's being ruined. You look at the news and there's an onslaught of negative press against the president, all about coronavirus. One publication, the New York Post today, is reporting that we've had our third consecutive day in New York with no deaths. Amen, praise God, hallelujah. But nobody's doing backflips. Instead, they want to give you the faulty numbers that are coming out of Florida and scare you to death to keep you where? In crisis mode. The subversion's already there. The destabilization came with the lockdown. Now it's crisis time to keep it going, to perpetuate it. Don't send your kids to school. Everybody's going to die. The teachers are going to die. The kids are going to die. We've never had a virus before. This is the virus of all viruses. Everybody will die if we ever do anything again. If we become the people that we were before coronavirus, it's all over. It's a big lie. Not all of it is a big lie. I'm not saying that coronavirus isn't real. I'm not a... uh, Science denier, right? Follow the science, follow the science. Absolutely, we will. And in doing so, we look at the numbers that show the death toll declining. A couple of spikes, and those spikes are questionable. But we had 11 straight weeks of decline. Was it really a flare-up because people were being reckless and irresponsible? Perhaps. Could there be political motivation behind it? Perhaps a little more, in my opinion. But the nonstop news on coronavirus cases spiking while fatalities are shrinking and there happen to be focused on battleground states, in my opinion, is to hurt the president. It's to hurt Trump. Mail-in voting is to hurt Trump. And if you have a chance, you should check out the August 4th episode of The Mark Levin Show where he does a brilliant explanation of how this may play out. But the Democrats have no reason for you to vote for them. It's not like they can say, hey, vote for me. I'm going to put more money in your pocket by lowering your taxes. Vote for me because we're going to have more jobs if you follow our economic plan. The fact is Trump beat them on all of these things. The only thing they've got going for them is hiding Biden in the basement and pushing coronavirus until you're ready to batten down the hatches and hide in your house for another six months. They've got nothing going on. The difference between then and now is that there's an enemy within people that hate America. People that want to see America collectively fail because they believe in collectivism and they reject individualism. They reject your individual responsibility to raise your family, to make good on life for you. For you that takes responsibility to say, I'm going to make a living. I'm going to send my kid to college. I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. They don't realize that there's a ton of people, like I mentioned in the last episode, that are ready to say F you to the Democrats for not doing anything. F you for turning a blind eye to human trafficking. F you to turning your eyes to the serious issues that exist in our tax code that are crippling people, both the middle class and low-income earners, because it keeps them on the plantation of government. I could talk about this all day like a broken record, but what I want you to focus on is how does this affect you? And what is it that you, Y-O-U, what is it that you are going to do to prevent it from happening? to prevent it from happening in your state. You heard Mr. Bezmayev. This goes way beyond writing your senators, way beyond 
we must fight and force our government to do what's right. Now, I'm not saying to get into a fist fight necessarily, but I am saying that you've got to be more vocal now than you've ever been. We need strength through numbers. There's a time for peace through strength, and then there's a time to show strength in numbers. When you have violent Marxists out in the street in the thousands and tens of thousands, and they're blowing up federal buildings, and they're getting attention because they're at a squeaky wheel, that's wrong. If you're the type of person that says, well, at what point do I get involved? At what point? The point has passed. What are you waiting for? We passed that point a long time ago, and we're almost at the point of no return. When you have young people saying that they are going to come and bang their cowbells and their timbales and their congas and whatever else they've got hidden under their Antifa umbrella at your ballot box to intimidate you from voting, to intimidate the viejita down the block from voting, that's wrong. We can't allow that to happen. Cops are no cops. Right doesn't stop being right and wrong doesn't stop being wrong because the Democrats say so. Just because de Blasio wants to cancel the cops, defund the police, abolish ICE, whatever the case is, the Democrats are not in total control of your life. This is not a dictatorship, and we are not subjects to tyranny. So it's time for you to ponete los pantalones, put your pants on, your big boy pants on, step your game up, do things that you've never done in order to achieve something you've never had. Or at least to get something back that we once had that is literally fading away in the distance. And that is America. So I leave you with the words of Hamilton. If you stand for nothing, you'll fall for anything. So know what you stand for. Know what matters to you and your family. And then live it. And then fight to protect it. Get vocal. Get active. And get engaged. And with the admonition that we have from Sir Edmund Burke... Lord Acton, others who've echoed these words. The only thing necessary for evil to triumph is for good people like you to sit there and do nothing. That's all I've got. Hasta la próxima, America. Until next time, America, I'm Rich Valdez, and this is America. This is America. The Bigger Pockets portfolio of podcasts are worthy of your investment. We're having a real conversation as real real estate investors. New episodes available every day. It's important to buy where it makes money and not necessarily where you want to travel to. Bigger Pockets on the market, rookie real estate or money podcast. The purpose of flipping is to create more cash so then you can reinvest into other types of properties. The Bigger Pockets podcast on YouTube or wherever you listen.